This is holding down the fort. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to Holding Down the Fort. Today, we have Coastal Carolina stud Derek Bender on the show. Derek, welcome, brother. Thank you. Thank you. Rocking the Coastal shirt for today. We did have, uh, we had our buddy Peyton Eels on, um, you know, playing with him last year. Tell me a little bit about that run that you guys made and how much fun we had out there last year. Oh, man. Eels, he's the best. He was, uh, he was my roommate last year, so we, you know, spent a lot of time together. He was also my road roommate as well. So, you know, our pregame routine was a lot of hanging out. You know, we, we saw a lot of each other and um, went, went to hell and back really just, you know, he was somebody that has you know, came from a completely different development than I did, you know, like being a guy that came to school um, as a freshman and been at the same school now as a junior you know, he's somebody that went to a different four-year school and came from that division two level. And to see what he did for us last year, it just, it goes to show like good players everywhere. Like I've played with good players that are, you know, D3, D2, NAIA, JUCO, like it doesn't matter. Good players are everywhere. Um, But, you know, and a lot of them came on that team as well. Like we had guys from all over the place on uh, last year's team. So it was, it was really fun. Uh, we are really talented and we're going to be even more talented this year. So I'm super excited for that. Yeah. And, you know, um, we had him on our uh, a summer team up here called Niagara Power in the uh, Perfect Game Collegiate League. And, um, you know, him being from from Cedarville and everybody was kind of funny when he, you know, he announced that he was going to Coastal. Everyone's like, all right, buddy, like, good luck going and getting some playing time down there. Like, sure, you, you know, sure you are. And he was, you know, a hell of a player for where he came from. But his story about how coach ended up finding him, you know, he was just hitting BP one day at his high school field with his dad. And, you know, it goes to show you that, like you said, good players can come from anywhere. And all you need is really a chip in a chair, a little bit of a chance to kind of get in there and show what you got. And obviously the run that you guys made and how he did on the field was absolutely unbelievable. But like dialing it back to, Everybody comes from different backgrounds. Talk to me a little bit about, um, you know, your recruiting process going through high school, coming from Albany and, uh, you know, just kind of how we ended up at Coastal. Yeah. Um, so two guys that were really influential in my recruiting process, especially getting in Coastal. Um, well, I guess two sets of brothers, actually. Uh, Will and Zach Remillard. Um, two alumni of Coastal, and the other two guys was Joey and Brian DiPiazza. Um, they're two sets of brothers that were very influential. Will and Zach, I watched play at Coastal. They were two guys that caught and played third base, uh, got drafted out of there. Zach made just made his debut with the White Sox this year in the big leagues, so that was really sick. 
Um, there are two guys from Albany, um, from LaSalle, actually, was wow. the uh, LaSalle Institute, was the high school. Um, and they played at Coastal, so watching them kind of made it like, wow, like this is really, really cool. And then Brian and Joey D. Piazza were the guys that kind of got me in touch. They were my connections there. They both scouted for Kevin Barry, who was the Atlanta, was an Atlanta scouting director for a long time. And they knew Coach Schnall and kind of got me involved there, so... Yeah, and I saw that we were just on with uh with Steven Scooch uh, not too a couple days ago, right? So um I saw that he put down that you went to five coastal camps while you were in high school. Is that right? Correct. Yeah. Before I committed, I was a five I was a five-time camper. Yeah. So like getting in front of those eyes on campus in person, talk to me a little bit about, you know, those guys obviously were like, hey, like that's that's a great place for you. Were they on a list with some other schools or was it always kind of coastal or bust for you? It was, it was a lot of coastal. Like I would go to other camps, but it was more just, I wanted to go to coastal. So like if, if the coastal thing didn't work out when I was in high school, I probably would have went to more, but it was more just like experiencing different places more than anything else. Like I had also taken um, I went to a camp at Tulane. I went to a camp at Wake Forest, went to a camp at Georgia Tech. Like I went to a couple places, but none of them even rivaled like what I wanted out of Coastal. And it just never felt I like I wanted anything different. So, yeah, with the sets of brothers there being like super familiar with the program, um, you know, tell me about I think did we make a move as a junior from Albany down closer to the Carolinas once we were committed? Yeah, so I committed going into my freshman year. And so coming off of that, I was my parents had, you know, purchased a condo down here, try to get in-state money. Um then with COVID hitting like right as my junior year was going on, they had canceled all of high school that year. So all we did was just move from New York to South Carolina and I ended up attending St. James High School my senior year um before coming to college just because I wasn't even going to have a senior year at all and it was closer for summer ball my junior year going into my senior year because I played for the dirtbags so we were all in North Carolina and Georgia so it was just way easier and way more efficient to get to like tournaments and all the you know good showcases we had yeah on the uh on the travel ball note probably like seventh eighth grade played for uh for Dan Sauceville. Talk to me a little bit about the influence he had in helping us become the player that we are today. Yeah, Sauzy's been uh one of the greatest people for me. Uh he's you know, one of the more knowledgeable people and just understands who I am. He might not be everybody's cup of tea, but he's <laughs> like what works for me and um you know, he's family for me. Uh just We've been through every up and every down together as far as my career goes. And uh, he's somebody that will be part of my life, whether it's baseball or not baseball, like he's just going to be there. Uh, I'm the goddaughter or I'm the godfather to his daughter now. So that's congratulations. Pretty, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. It's uh, it's pretty awesome to be a part of him and his family and watch, you know, what they do and, you know, how they grow because, um, you know, his whole family are savages, his wife and his two kids. So uh, but yeah, there's, there's a lot of this that I could never do without saws. So I, yeah. I, and uh, I believe it's, it's Maddox, right? We've kind of, we've seen him growing up a bit and it looks like yeah. they've been out to our games at the Cape. They've been to some coastal games. They kind of, mm -hmm. they, they get down to see as much as possible. Right. 
Yeah, it's it's awesome. I actually I play a lot of uh I play a lot of Fortnite and WWE 2K Matic, so it's fun. I mean, dude, that that swing you can't teach, but like having a dad like like him, you know, it's it's probably just built in, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly, dude. I mean, they they just rip BP in the basement with like the little foam balls for hours. It's so awesome. We uh we aspire to be like that. We got a one and a three year old here, and um just watching him, you know online grow up with his uh acuna jersey on just ripping you know ripping balls in the basement is uh yeah it's kind of kind of led the way to us go hey mom if uh we break something in the house it's uh it's gonna be okay we'll make sure that we we replace it as we uh as we go forward right so um now that we're a junior right uh broke the uh the born braves batting average record for a single season talk to me a little bit about the summer out there and now going into the uh the professional recruiting process if you will uh man it has been so surreal just this whole year going just back to the spring like even just getting 250 at bats in my dream school and then doing what i did with that and then even playing in the cape cod league and being an all-star and breaking the, all the records. Like it's just, it's, it's just a dream come true, right? Like you, you can't even dream that big in a sense, you know? And so it's, it's so fun. It's been just such a great experience. And now like been blessed with the opportunity to talk to some pro teams and you know, go through that and go through scout meetings. And it's, it's so much fun. Um, like just being able to talk about baseball and just talk about the process and just, you know, share who I am. And none of my answers are very scripted. It's very loose combo. And it, it's, it's so much fun. I, I love the scout meetings and, you know, I'm so excited just for this year. I think our team's going to be incredible and it's just going to be such a fun experience. And, you know, anything that happens in the professional side is just the cherry on top, you know, like, I can't control any of that. I uh, just got to help my team win a championship because at the end of the day, like that's all that matters to me and all that other stuff can really, you know, take, take a seat. Cause I can't, yeah, but as, as we were just kind of saying before we jumped in, like you want to get back to campus and just play ball, right? We're not worried about any of the process. We're kind of getting that out of the way almost so that it's like, Hey, once our feet hit the ground on coastal dirt, it is ball, 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 ball. And in that sense, are we, you know, a lot of guys get to school and especially in the catching position, you go, okay, you can hit at this level, but it's not always, you're going to stick behind the plate. Talk to me a little bit about the defensive work we do just to, to stay on top of our game and the pr probably the relationships that we build, whether it's Matt Duffy in the summer or our number one arm at coastal to really controlling, you know, that bullpen and the emotions of these loose cannons on the mound sometimes. Um, you really seem like a great fit to have behind the dish for anybody. I appreciate that. Uh, yeah, so I've been working a lot with Joe Singley, who's been down at campus a bunch. He's an ass assistant catching coordinator with the Reds. Uh, Tucker Frawley's another guy that used to play at Coastal, got drafted by the Blue Jays, uh, but now he works at a development center out in Columbia, South Carolina. D working with those two guys defensively, they are some of the top catching minds in the country. And they do awesome work with us and everybody else that they work with. And it's just dealing with them. has just really helped me sharpening, sharpen my tools behind the plate. Um, and as far as like the relationship side, like I love psychology. It's what I study at school. It's all the books I read are all psych stuff, love team psych stuff, sports psych stuff. So 
anything group minded, like group oriented, or even individual, like just on a one on one basis is just stuff that I like to study, I have the skills. And, you know, it's just all about reading people, you know, certain people are going to want different things in certain scenarios, like some guys, you need a real back, like some guys, you just need to be like, hey, man, like, man, what do you got? What do you got in this dude's outfit in like section four, right? Like taking their mind off of completely off of what's going on. Right. Or like going up to him and be like, Hey man, uh, like first thing in the morning, do you like look at your phone? Like what's your passcode? Like what's your favorite food? Like stuff like that, like stupid stuff. Right. Right. And so there's certain guys you need to know that need that. And other guys are just more like, you need to actually get technical with them because they're too like, Ah, man, my stuff feels good. It's like, no, man, your stuff's not good at all. Like you need to lock it in or you're going to be walking back to the dugout. Yeah. And so like, you know, different people and I know, um, you know, TJ Hannum really, you know, pretty well. Um, and he's on the hitting side of stuff, but like different guys need different things, right? Like some guys need to feel this part of their swing working a certain way. Some guys need something completely different, staying loose, this, that, the other thing. I recall my first ever mound visit, um, second and third, one out and tie game in the seventh inning. And I'm kind of shaking when I come set and our, uh, our pitching coach, who wasn't even really a pitching guy comes out. He's just kind of an old guy who was helping us out at the time comes out and he's like, Hey, what do you, uh, what do you put on your hamburger when you, uh, when you dress your hamburger? And I'm like, the fuck are you talking about turf? Like get, get, what, he's like, no, seriously. I want you to, I want to know right now. Like if I was going to top you a burger after the game, what am I, what am I putting on it? And I'm like, what do you mean? And he's like, all right, good. Just pitch. And you're like, all right, man. Like, yeah, that's, that's, that's totally, you know, got, got myself out of the jam, popped up a bunt, caught it and got a double play. And I'm like, Jesus Christ. Like this, the, the hamburger toppings just got me out of the, the biggest situation I've ever been in. So, well, um, the psych stuff really comes into it. And again, like having that guy behind the dish is something that like not every team has. So having that stuff that you're studying, like it seems like you're going to stick behind the dish, not only for coastal this year, but that's really where we're going to play for the rest of our life in this game. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Check planning for what's next and how to save for it. That's where bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. 100%. Yeah, that's the ultimate goal for us as catchers is just make the guy on the mound better, whatever, whatever we can do, whether it's, you know, building that relationship, building that trust, whether it's sticking balls behind the plate, throwing guys out, helping guys get out of jams, like any way that we can, you know, help dudes out. Like that's just the ultimate goal of the game and our job as catchers. Yeah. I mean, the general on the field faces the entire field while everybody looks at you. Right. So we look to you calm demeanor on top of, you know, on top of things in charge at all times, knowing, you know, you tell everybody where to go with the ball. Cause no one really knows what's going on while everyone's running around. Right. So it seems like switching gears a little bit, you're not out there on the field to make friends. It seems like we're very much in our own energy, in our own zone. Talk to me a little bit about where that comes from and how we use that to our advantage. Ah, uh, man. <laughs> this is this is such a a funny topic, like a very like touchy topic for me, because 
you know, it's one of those things that I don't mean to come off that way. I don't mean to be like that. It's just, I, I think it's one of those things that like, if you've been there, like you understand like that blackout sense of like, you do something and you don't, you're, you're not at all liable for whatever happens type of thing. <laughs> and it's just like countless hours of preparation work, all this stuff, like being the most prepared person on the field and then going out and executing and doing your job and helping your team win. There's no better feeling than that. Yeah. And, I, and like, it's, I mean, and not to cut you off, but like, you know, it's almost become, you know, a standard at the next level. Like you earn that bat spike, although that bat might have a family, right? Like you earn that through the preparation, like nobody outside of that level can comprehend what goes into making that happen in that situation. And there's a reason we're on the field and you're in the stands and not understanding it. And it, whether you like it or not, you don't see the preparation side. That iceberg is big underneath the surface and not just the little piece you see on top. Right. Exactly. And that, that it's just half the battle. Like you, you nailed it. It's just like, everybody always just sees that and it's like, Oh, that's just some talent, arrogant kid from coastal with the eye black that covers half his face. Right. Like I do the eye black for Maddox. Like Maddox loves the eye black. Like the only thing that's really personal to me is the purple. Like I wear purple for suicide awareness and that's like really the only thing personal for me, everything else I, I do because you know, other people like to see it or like for me, like, I wish I didn't baffle it, but it's just something that happens when I, you know, I execute my job. I wish I didn't, you know, cause it, it does give me a bad rap, but you know, you talk to a lot of guys that I played against and I played with, you know, they'll, they, 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 they'll always say good things. They'll always respect me. And at the end of the day, they're my friends. They're people that I'll always respect and play against for the rest of my career, hopefully. And it's just fun. Yeah, dude. And baseball is supposed to be fun. Why do these old dudes who sit on their, their, you know, front porch and yell at clouds going by, why do they get, why do they get a say in it when they have nothing to do with the game anymore? Right. <laughs> oh. And so, um, purple suicide awareness, that sounds like it hits home pretty close. Talk to me a little bit about, uh, the meaning behind that for us. So, yeah, I, um, I lost a friend of mine, uh, from high school. I'm sorry to hear that. No, it's fine. Uh, with threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, Quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown, and through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. So I lost a friend of mine named Ahmad Prelude to suicide, uh, summer coming into my freshman year of college and uh you know he was somebody that just an infectious person just infectious smile you know great athlete great uh great student just somebody that you know you would never expect it and I guess that was the whole thing behind it for me was just like you never know what somebody's going through um you know you can never judge a book by its cover and everybody deals with stuff and that was the biggest thing that I realized is you never take the time that you have with somebody for granted. Like we're all just, you know, blips of time in this life. And it's like, you know, me and you might never ever be in the same point that we are in this life at like right now, right? This is the only time that we're going to be who we are, what we are right now. 
And it's like four years from now, like we might have another conversation, but we're going to be two probably completely different people than what we are now. And I think it's that gate. I gained that perspective in that moment was just like, all right, this is something that I can use as a motivation for good rather than a motivation for like sorrow and sappiness and just more like, you know, how can I use this to be a guiding force for other people going through stuff? Or how can I use my, you know, my platforms to build a like network of people that also deal with this stuff or, you know, raise money for awareness. And I think that is something that's just been so, so powerful for me. And everywhere I go, I get the same, I get the same stuff. Yeah. I mean, it's really, you said it spot on, right? Like you can't judge a book by its cover. The kid has an infectious smile. He has great energy. He's, you know, somebody who's genuinely, you know, happy, right. All the time. And you're like, man, this dude would never be capable of something like that. And then all of a sudden, just one day you're in a bad spot and it, it goes, right. it goes bad quickly. What's up, Luna? She's, she's absolutely crazy right now. Did you get into your catnip? You definitely got into catnip, didn't you? Oh man. He goes nuts on the catnip, dude. Yeah, you, you leave her in a hotel room and you gotta you come back and deal with it. <laughs> dude, I literally I she woke me up at like six this morning. I was just like, why are you doing up so early? <laughs> Get some rest. So listen, um that I mean that's that's a, a powerful thing and it just seems that that bad has to happen in order for us to raise more awareness about it, for us to get talking about it, especially as men, especially as athletes who, again, everybody from the outside looking in this cocky, arrogant, you know, self-centered kind of this, that, the other thing person, he's such a, you know, such a high, high force, such a, such a tall walking guy. You never know what they're going through and being able to, to just have more people talking about it is probably the best thing for anybody. Exactly. So heading into this, uh, this spring, talk to me a little bit about the schedule, where we're at and, uh, just how we're going to make a difference on the field. Talk to me a little bit about some of the other pieces outside of ourselves who are coming in to make a big difference for you guys. Uh, man, it's going to be such a fun year. Um, obviously like, you know, our out of conference schedule, our midweeks are, you know, some of the best in the country. That's always going to be fun. Uh, we got Liberty at home for a three game set, which will be really, really sick. And then opening weekend this year is going to be really cool. We got a uh, George Mason Duke and then Indiana, all three teams were in a regional last year. So, you know, I think that will help us out more than we think. And as far as guys that will help us out, man, like we return seven out of nine out of the lineup. And as far as pitchers go, like, you know, guys like Alexander Meckley, who's a JUCO transfer, Hank Weicker, grad transfer, um, who, uh, Cameron Fluky, freshman, Andrew Bowers, freshman, uh, Trevor Hinkle, Josh O'Neill, just name a couple guys that have come in and, and all of our, all of our returners will be a big help for us this year, you know. All the so, yeah, on, on that staff, some of those, some of those grad transfer guys, right? Where are they, where are they coming from? If you remember, uh, Trevor Hinkle's coming from Cal State Fullerton. Josh O'Neill coming from Stony Brook. Uh, Henry Weicker transferred from Va Tech. Uh, Alexander Meckley transferred from Potomac State. Uh, trying to think about who else is going to really, but those were the guys I think I mentioned. Uh, Sam Antonacci, JUCO transfer. He's going to be a stud for us. He's uh, going to probably play third base for us. 
So, so re- reeling in some of these guys, right? Like obviously the national ranking last year, the run that you guys made, like all of that brings guys to to campus, right? And with all of the the money that people can spend and the this and that, why are guys deciding on Coastal? If we had a guy who was in the portal who was an absolute stud, why are we choosing Coastal in your opinion? Because you want to learn how to win baseball games. You're not learning a lot about like the development side. Like we not we might not have the most talented guys in the room. And that's not saying that our guys aren't talented. I'm just saying like, you know, we're not going to have these like big, big name prospects. Right. But we have guys that can win baseball games. Like yeah, we and that learn- starts from the the top down. Talk to us a little bit about, um, you know, our head coach and obviously one of the winningest coaches in uh, NCAA division one oh. history right okay. now. Give us a little bit about, um, you know, just the tone that he sets from, the get-go being a guy who was a freshman and has made a huge impact since he's been there. You know, just being around a bunch of guys who just, we, we play a brand of baseball, right? Like we play a coastal brand of baseball and just, I've learned how to do that here from my freshman year. Like I started off being a guy that, you know, guy on second base, nobody out, like I'm bunning, right? Like <laughs> I'm, I'm bunning and that's okay. Like I, you know, that, that portion of my like career, you know, I went through that and everybody goes through that in our program where somebody, you know, will, will have people that will be those guys that will bunt whenever somebody's on second, then we have the guys that swing away. And, you know, last year that was me. Like I run produced a lot, but my freshman year, I was the guy that set, I set the table a bunch. So yeah. And like you, you almost earned that right to swing away in those situations, right? Like in a sense, preparation and preparation and preparation where all of a sudden it's like, well, with Derek up with guys in scoring position, like obviously he's going to drive in a bunch of guys. Right. So talk to me a little bit about, I know sauce kind of, you got the sauce swing in you and Riley Hall was my, my dog from Cooperstown where I'm originally from baseball hall of fame, hanging out with him. He was our, our ball boy when I was a varsity baseball player. Um, you know, talk to me a little bit about, from what Dan taught us all the way up to, to kind of, you know, what we've done to keep improving. You know, just, he always keeps me in check, like never lets me get too high on myself, never lets me get too low. Just understanding what I need to do to continuously get the best out of myself and, you know, really just understanding myself as a whole, like just being the most aware and just the best version of myself and, you know, that goes beyond just baseball. Like that's just in life. Like I made so many tremendous strides as a person off the field that I think it's made me such a better player on the field, which like, you know, it is weird to see that like something off the field could help so much off the field as well. Yeah. I mean, you really, it, it you see it in the, in the big leagues all the time, right? There's almost a, a baseball God karma for those guys who are bad dudes off the field a lot of the time. And it's like in our sport, especially it's the difference between the left fielder catching a ball in the gap that he ran down and it making an inch over his glove that you leg out for a triple. Like the game always knows, right? The game knows, right? It just, it kind of finds a way to take care of those guys who it knows are doing the right stuff off the field. Right. hundred mm-hmm. percent. Well, dude, that is, I mean, that is insane. And from a, a swing standpoint, if you can walk me back to, you know, committing as early as, as your freshman year, 
they must have seen right the the ceiling for you the potential in you how did they how did they know and like what did we have that other guys didn't have at that time <laughs> it's one of those things that i don't think anybody has a crystal ball and i think it's one of those things that we all kind of got lucky in a sense right like i came in and i was this very like very raw very like like i had a like i had some pop but very raw and I think it's very funny to see like where I got to from there. And I think it's more of like, cause you can't teach any of that stuff, right? Like, like you can't, you, you can't tell somebody to go sponge up all this information, become the most aware person ever, you know, work on themselves off the field. And then, Hey, you're going to be this all American. Like you, you, nobody could ever do that. Right. We don't know that but, yet. <laughs> and, and I guess the only thing I will say is they knew my character was good based off who I know and based off my support system. And I think that's the only thing they had was just like, I'm going to, you know, work my butt off. Nobody's going to work harder than me to get there type of thing. Yeah. And again, that, that comes back to like the game knows and it knows like, those hours spent alone in dark rooms by yourself, turning the lights on at the facility when no one else is around at 11 PM. Cause you can't sleep and you want to hit like that stuff adds up. And Alex Bregman at LSU being considered weird by all of his teammates because of how driven he was like, he's not so weird anymore. Right. <laughs> right. Literally. Well, cool, man. Listen, I know you got a busy afternoon. Um, the, the Padres were in earlier. We're talking to the guardians tomorrow probably every team on the face of the earth interested in a, uh, a potential first rounder. So we'll let you roll, but thank you for holding down the fort with us today. Thank you for listening to holding down the fort. This is Jimbo Fort reminding you to hold it with us. Be on the lookout for our newest designs and the newest merchandise for Holding Down the Fort podcast. Do you know someone who wants to be on the show? We would love to talk to anybody who's got a story to tell about how they got to the top. Thank you again, and we look forward to having you back for the next episode.